Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Utterly Horrific Podcast, the podcast that explores all things horror. So at this point, we've discussed movies, cryptids, talked about going to places. I wonder what else we can look forward to doing. Maybe visiting a haunted forest or something like that? Yeah. Coming Halloween season? Ooh. Ooh. With me, as always, is Pac-Man. How's it going? Good, man, and I, sorry, I rudely interrupted the intro, as usual. Oh, that's okay, <laughs> because this is a free-flowing conversation, like it always is. Anyway, how's it going? I'm, Good. like, in, I'm deeply in pain. I fell off a ladder today, and my knee is swollen like a golf ball. Not a golf ball, a softball. So, some would say that might be the ghost that pushed you. But, um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, we should we should have led with that. I was like, oh my god, it's a ghost pushed him off a ladder. <laughs> I mean, he tried cons- to beat me. Considering all the stupid shit I've done with like talking badly about there being no such things as spirits and ghosts and stuff like that, you know, one of them's got about to like tap me on the shoulder and like surprise me. You know, here we are. <laughs> Yes. That's some reverse tactic shit so they can come out and scare you. Yeah, and, and I will pull through this podcast and then take another piece of painkiller and then hopefully just conk out. Well, you're powering through because we do it for y'all out there. No, I'm just kidding. We're doing it because we love talking horror. <laughs> <laughs> so... For business first, let's go over that. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are also on Amazon Podcasts and on Audible now. Uh, And if you do listen to us on Spotify, there is actually a question in the show notes that you guys should answer. But please uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It does help us out with our algorithm. uh, And it gets us more noticed. Uh, and since this is a new podcast, we do want to get noticed and hopefully, um, we can do something with this podcast more than just recording. Uh, we do have a lot of things that we want to do, but, uh, for now, just help us out and well, like fun stuff too, you know, because I mean, look, there's a lot of horror fans out there and eventually like we're going to get on other platforms as well. We'll be on Instagram and then at some point. You know, the more the thing grows, the more we can do fun stuff like potential giveaways, guest, you know, guest appearances and stuff like that. So it overall helps out. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah. Speaking of guest appearance, I do have somebody who uh, is a ghost hunter who might come <laughs> oh <my>. on. <laughs> we will see what happens I'm with skeptic. that. Skeptic. <laughs> we should. We should. Uh, we should decorate the the stream like all Halloweenish. <laughs> no, we should actually go. We we should go to a studio for that. Like we'll rent out a studio. Think there's some assholes just like mocking his. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, ah, that, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, so recently we went to a horror convention. Yeah. The Maryland. What did you think? The Maryland Pop and Horror Convention. It was awesome, man. Um, again, this was my first one. And and shortly I will be, because I'm editing it right now, but we did a nice little vlog. I'll put it on our new Instagram page. But I liked it because, like, I mean, like it was a relatively small convention, but 
I do like the props and prosthetics that was there and like how accessible some of the, you know, celebrities that were there. It was cool. And there was toys there, man, but like it wasn't just horror stuff now. Like I feel like that's like the norm now for these themed conventions, you know. I was definitely surprised that there was a lot of those pop collectibles. Well, it was the pop like whatever convention, but there was a lot there. Oh, yeah. Every table seemed to have pop figures that I've never even seen before. Yeah, we're, it's the uh, the oversaturation of Funko Pops. That's the new, the horrific pot. No, that's the horrific pot. <laughs> Thankfully, I never got into Funko Pops because I would have, like, drowned myself in them. And they're expensive. Uh, they were, some of them were selling for, like, $100, yeah. which is something I never, ever want to spend on uh, a thing that you just put on yourself to collect dust. You don't even open it too, just to but I mean, there there were yeah, cool no, ones there, like the horror no, pops that had the blood stains on them were cool. Yes, um, there were also a lot of like um, local artists there, uh, like those uh, the liquid death cans that mm-hmm. they converted into like horror mouths, like with fangs it. and stuff like that. It was like it was called groceries. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Then there was yeah. that lady that like like preserved bats, like dead bats, bro. <laughs> so that one was a little weird to me because I'm like, <laughs> how did she get those bats? Was she just like capturing them just to do this? Oh, I never thought little, of that. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I understand the fascination with like taxidermy and things like that but uh how did you get those bats lady were you like yeah she went to like some cave and gathered them all or does she hunt them i don't know that's the The, only thing that was weirding me out the bat hunter (laughs) yeah that's like some jeepers creepers stuff dude like (laughs) i don't know man it was fascinating yeah. and weird to me, but you know, everyone's got their own thing. She likes preserving bats. <laughs> I make no judgment. Yeah, neither. You am know, I. Pe- people do things for a living, but I would hope that she would be like just getting dead bats from somewhere versus, you know, hunting them down just to, you know, put them just in a stop. picture frame. Yeah, that that is a good point. I never even thought of that. But there were some cool things, like the the board game was really cool, too. Yes, the board game was definitely cool. Um, damn, I forgot the name. I actually uh, bookmarked it. Uh, you guys can blame me for that. I, I talked <laughs> daggers out of buying uh, the game on the spot. <laughs> or he talked yeah, Well, <laughs> I talked myself out of it because I did not want to spend, like, okay, the, like the regular set, I guess the base set was like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. $50 for a board game. That's I think close to normal right now, especially with some of the uh, limited edition stuff that's out there, but you can go to target and I guess monopoly is like 35 bucks now. So yeah. $50 for a specialty board game. Yes, I can, I can see that, but they had expansion sets that you needed to like play other aspects of the game and it went up to like $300. That yeah. I did not agree. 
So those are like some expensive add-ons. Like I get they're independent, which is why I think the fifty dollars price point is fair for that game. But like the extensions and the add-ons, kind of like three hundred dollars. Like really? <laughs> yeah, it's but, like your. Bu- they also had like blind boxes and blister packs. So I'm like, okay, so I I have to spend like you know buying like card sets also for this game. <laughs> it's it's so it's like I don't know what their focus is. It's like, is it a collectible card game or is it like a board game? That's the only thing I, I you know, didn't understand. But, you know, everybody's got to make a living and... Yeah, I don't fault them for that. It was looked it, was really it? cool, though. Um, I'll research it and uh, I'll put the name of the board game in the show notes. Yeah. If anybody's interested in, in buying a horror-based... It's a music horror-based uh, board game. And uh, what else was there? Oh, I got a. I mean, it's not. I guess it's technical horror related, but I was able to pick up uh, Marvel Legends Blackheart for like ten bucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. We even went to lunch beforehand because you <laughs> wanted to think about it, and I was. And we went straight back to that one lady. I was and just like, just pick it up. It's ten dollars. Yeah. You've wanted it. You've wanted it, and you know we. You could flip it for like forty bucks later on. Yeah. It's just such a unique character. It's gonna be like I don't think they'll do it again. It was cool. The place we ate at was nice too in Maryland. It was like a like nice little. It wasn't a dive restaurant, but it was kind of nice local mom and yeah. pop theme place. Yeah. Yeah. But um, oh, overall, yeah. I we had a good time. It was just the drive back took forever because of the traffic. It, I think we. It took us like an hour and 10 minutes to drive there. It took us like over two hours to drive back home. <laughs> I felt so bad because like I was slowly falling asleep. I was like, oh crap, you caught me sleeping. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah. No worries. So that was fun. Hopefully we can go to more conventions. Uh, I was hoping for more scary stuff, but overall it was a good time. Um mm-hmm. Definitely have to be on the lookout for a bigger convention with actual, uh, more horror-related, uh, like artists or stars or celebrities, I should say. Yeah. Um, although we did see, uh, one of the uh actors who played the unmasked Michael Myers. Yeah, the only time he was unmasked, really. Yeah, and that dude was huge. That dude was huge. It was like yeah. seven feet tall. <laughs> Who else did we see? I did. We did see. Uh, was it Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, that dude got really old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but his movie came out. That movie came out in like 1982. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, enough about that. Actually, anything else you want to add? No, just for my first time going to a horror convention, it was pretty fun. I, I am looking forward to potentially going to another one, a bigger one too. Yeah, but yeah, there are bigger ones. Uh, we would have to go to a bigger city. Yeah, but it, I think it'll be worth it in the long run for us to go. Mm-hmm. All of right. Course. Well, enough of that. Uh, let's talk about some horror news. I got a couple. So, first one is 
a new alien movie called Alien Romulus. Uh, supposedly, it's slated to come out August of 2024. The filmmaker behind uh, the Don't Breathe movies is hmm. supposed to do it. Now, there is still a strike for writers and actors, so I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't I think mean, it's coming out next August. <laughs> it's probably I know. <laughs> But yeah, I just read it. I read it recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I do like the Alien franchise. Um, I think it's a fun franchise. So I, I actually want to see what they're going to do with this. Uh, uh, okay. So I, I know this doesn't really have it somewhat, but I, I was a huge fan of the, I know this polarizing top. I liked Prometheus. So, I like Prometheus also. Yeah. If it's um, as good as that, I'll definitely watch this. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm. Not, we will not discuss Prometheus right now. No, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we will not. You know why? Because we because it's, there's too much to discuss about that. Yeah, that'll be another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, for all you statue collectors, uh, Tony Todd, who uh was. The Candyman is now available to pre-order from Premium Collectible Studios. Ooh. It's uh it's based on the second film, Farewell to Flesh. I saw a couple of pics of it and it looks kind of amazing. As it turns out though, I am not a statue collector, <laughs> but if if I was, I would check out Premium Collectible Studio. Because they do have a lot of good stuff there, and this Candyman statue looks great. Well, if anyone can <laughs> give a good statue, the Candyman can. See what I did there? Dude, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> oh no, I am not going to ignore that. Oh, okay, sorry. All right. Got any news for us? Yes, uh, recently uh, for you puppet master fanatics out there, NECA, who's you know known for doing their horror movie figures, just recently announced a six shooter and jester two pack. Uh, six shooter and jester were from the original puppet master movie. It freaked the hell out of me as a kid. It still does, but they look pretty cool. I like how six shooter has you know six arms, but it's got six guns and like twelve pairs of hands. It's really cool. But... And you know what's going to be awesome? What? If I want to see those figures, because I was a huge Puppet Master fan when I was younger, and I thought those would have been cool toys. Yeah, it freaked me out, man. The guy with the small head, was it Pinhead? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't Pinhead. It was somebody else, but yeah. That's not Pinhead. No, no, sorry. sorry, That's that's Hellraiser. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that that freaked me out as a kid, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought the toys were... In the movie, were cool, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I guess that's it for news. But let's get to the meat of this episode. All right. Speaking of meat, we're going to talk about <laughs> Scream today from 1996, which was directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson, and according to Collider. 
Scream actually helped uh, revive the slasher horror uh, type of movie. Really? So that's actually kind of cool. And if you don't know who Wes Craven is, Wes Craven, uh, what did he do? He did a nightmare, a nightmare on Elm Street, People Under Stairs, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left, The Serpent and the Rainbow. So he should know what he's doing because just his uh, legacy for horror movies is, you know, all well thought out. Yeah. Oh, all amazing oh. movies that he's done. Um, at some point, I do want to talk about people under the stairs during this, like our podcast. But <laughs> those are good. That freaked me out too. Oh, you got that was a good list. Wes Craven yeah. synonymous with the horror industry. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, so what is what scream about, Pac Man? Hmm? What scream about? Well. Hey, Dags, let's get some meat. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, synopsis from IMDb. It's a peaceful town in California that turns into a bloodbath when a mass killer haunts the town. Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell, is a young teenage girl whose mother was killed the year before. She becomes a target of the mass killer. Her boyfriend, Billy Loomis, becomes the main suspect along with Sydney's father. Local tabloid news reporter Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox Arquette at the time <laughs> and Woodboro's uh, deputy Dwight Dewey Riley. Uh, that's David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> um, investigate and try to figure out who the killer is. And if it's the same person who killed Sid's mom from the year before. Woo-hoo! All right. Yeah. Let's get some meat. <laughs> Look, oh. uh, I bet you would want some meat right now. <laughs> All right. Get back to the topic, but <laughs> All right. So straight from the opening scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's let's not even say the first scene. The the first arc of the movie, which was the uh the Drew Barrymore arc. Yeah. All right. It set the tone of the movie into a what would be one of the best opening like arcs ever. It, that's my opinion because straight from the phone call, which was to the actual like questions being asked, it went through like all these horror tropes, you know, yeah. from all the cheesy B movies to even the regular good movies. I'm like, Oh my god. And he's asking like trivia questions like who played the killer in Friday the 13th? Who played the killer in Halloween? Yeah. I mean, killed their sister. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Drew Barrymore was amazing in this uh in that opening arc. Uh what was her name? Cassie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh she played it perfectly. She, I mean, she played the token blonde girl that was going to die perfectly. Yeah, I agree. What, and I remember, like, we talked about this when we discussed our, hey, if you haven't heard it, y'all, go back and listen to our favorite horror movie scenes. But, yeah, this this thing set the tone for the rest of the movie. And, like, the 
the opening the, the line was like legendary and sometimes i don't know who still quotes it but sometimes i'll do it. it's like what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> and then it just goes from there uh her boyfriend's like insides getting gutted out like they don't show it but when they see him we show him by the pool that was pretty horrific to watch <laughs> but and it sucks because well, like you're like rooting for her to answer the questions right and then you're like holy crap her parents are right there and then <laughs> she dies <laughs> well also hmm. the friday the 13th question was such a horror movie buff question because when he asked who was the killer in Friday the 13th and Cassie said, Jason, 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 I've seen this movie a million times. It's Jason. Yeah. And the call was like wrong. I mean, it was, <laughs> we're not going to say who it was because we're actually going to be doing a Friday the 13th pod. But I was like, Oh my God, that's right. It wasn't Jason. Yeah, you have to re you have to rethink about it. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> so, all right. So that's just the first arc. Which, if you want to think about it this way, it was a movie on its own. <laughs> because it kind of didn't follow the rest of the movie. It just did a. It was a good setup. Yeah. But it told a lot in the opening sequence for just like, what is it, like a five to ten minute scene? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, what am I, I mean, because we're going to talk, I know we're going to go in order, but I, would, I just want to mention like one of my favorite scenes, if that's cool with you, was... Uh, of course. <laughs> Tatum's death, played by Rose McGowan. <laughs> I, I saw this movie, uh, we rented this from Blockbuster, I had to have been like 10. And I remember just remember seeing her get killed with the, through the garage. She was trying to sneak out the doggy door. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, yo, she's actually going to go through the doggy door. And then, nope, got killed. <laughs> so, out of all the killings in this movie, I think that was the worst one, to be honest with you. Worse than getting stabbed? <laughs> No, that was the worst one, meaning it, it didn't fulfill, like, I, I, it seemed more like an accident versus, like, getting killed by a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, see, I see it more as, like, a torture. <laughs> yeah. like, really? Giving you that false sense you might have a chance of escaping, and then nope. It, yeah, I thought that was the lamest one. You get killed. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it was personal enough no. for a serial killer. Yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely played into like the horror movie tropes, like killing you know the the. I don't want to classify her as <laughs> whatever. But... The the bitchy. Uh... Yeah. So there actually weren't a lot of killings in this movie. No, but the anticipation of people getting killed was there throughout the movie because of how it was set up. Whenever a group of high schoolers got together, I was like, all right, one of these people are going to get killed. And then they would move on from there. Mm -hmm. So it actually built up to like the big reveal and all that. 
which was at the end, but oh, which was surprising. Which I'm not going to say. Okay, <laughs> were I, were you I surprised? Looked, yeah, when I first saw it, I was I was surprised that it was. Well, we were going to say who it is or not. <laughs> we're going to say it. I mean, it's this is from 1996. If if people haven't seen it yet, I don't oh, know. What to tell oh, you. Boy. Spoilers, you know. <laughs> uh, seven, Twenty-seven years later. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Billy and his best friend were the killers. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was Billy in the beginning because they hinted at it? And I was just like, yeah, it could be him, or it could just be misdirection. <laughs> I so. I always suspected Billy had something to do with the killings. I didn't know that. Uh, what was his friend's name? Stuart. Yeah, I didn't know Stuart had anything to do with it when I first watched this. Okay. I, I, like... I actually thought. Uh, what was his name? Who's the nerdy guy in the video store? I don't. Oh, remember Randy. <laughs> Jamie yeah. Kennedy. I like this yeah. character. I, I like this. I character. liked his character also, but I would have thought that Jamie Kennedy. Randy would have been a better serial killer than Billy because it would have thrown everybody off. He would be like, Oh look, it's the nerdy guy. That's like kind of a friend, but not really in the group. I would have thought that he would have been the the perfect serial killer. And I don't know if it's ever touched on later because there's so many of these movies, but like, he would have been the perfect one because it's like he knows so much about it. He's a student of the game. Like he knows every horror movie, every consequence, every scenario. You know? Yeah. That would have been a but, nice ending to the franchise. Find out it was him. <laughs> yeah. Um What else? What else did you like about the movie? Or what other I, scenes did you like? I kinda like the the relationship and like the the dichotomy of a. Uh, Deputy Dewey and Gail. I kind of like, I, I like that. Like the, the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's like so, a goofy cop. I, I liked it. I like, I like Arquette's portrayal. So at first, you know, when I first watched this movie, I didn't know that Dewey and Tatum were siblings until they like revealed it like later. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Oh, that's how they know each other. Yeah. They're like, they, because he's the, bro- he's the, brother of her best friend who uh who i mean she's the shallow best friend and then dewey was the comedy relief in the movie right billy was the hunk of the movie who turned out to be the serial killer um randy's the nerd Randy's the nerd. Yeah. And then Casey didn't really have a chance. She Drew Barrymore. She or Cassie Casey died in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now the big reveal where they all explain this is what we're gonna do to you and how we're not going to get blamed for this. Where Billy stabs a uh, God, I keep forgetting his name. Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Where he stabs Stewart. I was like, whoa, that's intense. He's yeah. stabbing him just so that they don't get caught. Yeah. When I was saw that, I was like, yeah, I was like, why the hell do they stab each other? But it makes sense like to make it seem like they weren't part of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
my my favorite part were like the voice box that they used. Like that was kind of cool. I didn't know those were a thing back then. Yeah, the voice changers. Yeah, I kind of want to get one now. Oh God, just <laughs> well, for fun. Well, Jerry, we'll, we'll, we'll have a <laughs> we'll have like a joke, Colin. It's like, hey guys, just an utterly horrific podcast. <laughs> What's your? Oh man, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of ideas now. That could be our intro. What's your favorite podcast? <laughs> Not utterly horrific. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was interesting. It was a good twist just because it's like you didn't know who the killer was because the voiceover, you know. Yes. Which uh, which was great. I loved it. I, I, I loved that whole setup. It was a it was a huge surprise at the end. Um I mean it did so you know when I first saw it, it did throw me off like oh it's not just one it's two mm-hmm. um I, I i wish it was longer for some reason really it felt very quick the movie and i rewatched it again do you think it gave like it had the time like the the runtime it had because this genre of movies was kind of like on the decline they're like hey this is what you can produce and this is how much you have to cut out from the cutting room floor and you know what you can put out there. So I think the runtime is because they catered this to high school kids, I guess high school kids, early, early adults, young adults. Mm -hmm. And the attention span of those people are like really low. I'm sorry. They wanted it. For that generation, <laughs> yeah. So, about I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think they made it short on purpose because they wanted people in and out of the movie to get more people in. This hadn't been done before, like I'm trying to think where like the, this precedent where there's two killers. You know, like I, I'm trying to think of one, but I don't think it's been done in a slasher film, at least. I. I mean, unless it was like a crossover, I don't think so. And, and uh, killing in the beginning kind of reminded me when we talked Night of Living Dead, like killing a character right in the beginning of the movie. <clears throat> yeah, because um, l- let's just touch upon like the big movies, mm-hmm. like Friday the 13th. There really wasn't like a killing in the beginning like no. to draw you in. Um, Halloween didn't do that. No. Which was the epitome of slasher movies. Um, what I'm sure else? Nightmare on Elm Street might have done that in the beginning. Uh, I don't think so either. Would Hellraiser count? Because Homeboy opened the box and, well, yeah, he got like chained up right away. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. the The difference I think is that that was. A backstory versus a setup. Not true. But there really wasn't a killing of like an innocent in the beginning of that movie either. Right. And this was kind of like, well, because like, I mean, at the time, Drew Barrymore was, uh, she still is a star, but it's like, you know, okay, she'll be part of the movie. You didn't think she was going to get killed off right away. No, I thought like when I first saw this, I thought she was going to be like one of the main cast. Yeah, 
Yeah, what about the old school way of like heating up popcorn on the stove? <laughs> oh, like, dude. I was, that was, kid, I was awesome. Like, I was like, where's the microwave, man? Why are you using the stove? That was uh, Jif. Jiffy Pop. Jiffy Pop. <laughs> yeah. They still sell that. Fascinating. <laughs> Just pop it in the microwave. I'm sure it tastes different kind of from the stove, but I don't know. Oh, my God. It tastes so much better than a microwave. But then again, I like to I like to get like a a you know just corn kernels mm-hmm. and actually like cook it on the stovetop, real popcorn. Because I'm because I'm an idiot and I just choose not to use my microwave <laughs> because I don't want to end up with my head inside it. Oh killed. my god! <laughs> You're setting the pace for a new horror movie. <laughs> They try to get me with the ladder, and now here comes the microwave. <laughs> oh, but um, what do you want to rate this? What's the scariness factor? How many bodies? Oh, man. So this is going to be a change of pace from the previous ones we've done. This scariness is uh, two, body, two body counts. Two body counts out of five. This wasn't, even as a kid, it wasn't really that scary. It was more like funny. Not funny. It's not funny the deaths, but... Like the doggy door with Tatum going through it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But yeah, it wasn't that scary to me, honestly. Yeah, for me, this was like a one at the most. No. There was there was no scare factor. It felt almost like a thriller, right? Yeah. But like a it's, mystery it's, movie. Yeah, but it's a horror movie. It's a slasher. Yeah. It falls into the, that genre. Um Legacy. Okay, so this one's definitely gonna get a five body bags out of five because i mean look what it's done i mean the resurgence of this franchise you know i I like the new stuff the new stuff kind of plays into like the hysterical like the the trips like you were just stabbed and you're still alive it's like yeah but i i think i guess legacy longevity is five how about you it is a five for me as well i mean just as of when 2022 there was another screen movie yeah, and there's another one earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, so it's it it's long lasting. Uh, everybody knows the ghost face. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, it's very long lasting. Tell me about the ghost face. Okay, so the ghost face mask itself. I'm pretty sure. I have to do my. You know, correct us, y'all, when you listen to this, but I believe, like, they didn't even own the rights to that ghost face mask. I think what happened was when they were filming it, like, they just went to go grab a mask. And, like, that's why it'll never be called, like, Scream Mask. It's just called Ghost Face. And the company that, <clears throat> sorry, the company that owns it, I think, is that Halloween store. <laughs> the Spirit of Halloween or something like that. And one of them owns it, but, yeah, it's not even, like, trademark. <laughs> they just got a... a, a generic mask which is a good one it ended up working out yeah and you know what sucked about that is the marketing people or or the prop masters of this basically just blew it in how much revenue they could have made from merchandise oh yeah that's how many masks these things sold and they still sell every halloween yeah. It's a good generic costume that people are buying every year. But they missed out on a shit ton of money 
because they couldn't make up their own mask. Could you imagine the company that owned it just like raking in the dollars and didn't have to do anything? <laughs> I know. Just free advertising. Yeah. We should make a shitty mask and just sell it and see if so we use it for food. Oh, we are. <laughs> when we make our first merch, it'll be just like a paper plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um but overall, it, it's it's a classic, you know. It definitely, like you said, it brought back the uh, the slasher genre. Because I, damn, I, how many did we get after this? You know what I mean. I feel like too many sometimes because yeah. some of the other slashers just did not, you know, do as well as um, Scream. Cough. I know what you did last summer. Cough. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't even want to get into I know what you did last summer. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I mean, we, we will one day. But I, I really love this movie a lot. I, I've watched it many times. I think every Halloween season, I do end up watching it. Um, just because it's it's just always on TV. Yeah. Like, they, they always bring it back. Um, the premise I, is, is terrific to it, you know. I want to see it again on the big screen. Really? Yeah. What a true fan. <laughs> well, have you seen it on the big screen? No, well, no. When I first saw it, it was on VHS. Yeah, I, I didn't see it on the big screen. So I really want to see it like replayed in a movie theater. Okay, that's fair. You know what's funny, though? When I, when I think of Scream and I think of slasher movies in the 90s, I always think of the... Uh, I think it was Dimensions that distributed this thing, but you'd always see the Dimensions logo pop up and it's like, oh crap, it's another Scream trailer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All but right. it's up there. It's a classic. God, I, I, I watched this twice within the past two weeks. Wow. Just because I, because I loved it so much because I was really excited and that we were recording this and I'm like, what else is there to talk about? There's so much stuff. Like if we go into each character, but it's like, I don't want to bore people to death on nerding out, you know, like, like, what did you think about the character of Sydney? He was your, uh, some scream fans might get mad at me. I wasn't like, she was like my third or fourth favorite character in the movie. She's pretty generic, you know? She was your typical, uh, you know, main character of a horror movie. Just like, I don't know, I like the supporting cast better than her, honestly. Okay, that's fair. That's very fair. She's a little, she's a little bland. Nev Campbell, there's nothing wrong with Nev Campbell. She's a great actress. It's just like, yeah, her character on the screen didn't really do much for me. Correct, because she played a, she played a victim really well, <laughs> though. Uh, I wish... She fought more. Because yeah. I wish she fought more being she was the protagonist. But, but we have to remember ahead. they are high school students. So it's like... Yeah, that is true. I mean, you, uh, you didn't like that, you didn't like that last, uh, the last act when she was trying to evade them? <laughs> That was at the end, though. You know, you know the pay. The, you know the payoff was about to happen. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but in the movie, there's... You would have loved to have seen her like escape death like a couple times throughout the movie before the end. Yes, I wish... Okay. Watching the movie over, I loved how they did everything. But when I'm thinking about it, I wish there were more hints that Billy was the serial killer and that, or at least Sydney had more suspicion of him like throughout the middle of the movie so that she could like run away instead of like just them like hooking up again or like meeting, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like very little tension between them. Apart from that first time she thought he was the killer, hmm. but he sweet talked her and convincing her she was. Yeah, <laughs> the, the yeah, it's like that old heartthrob. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't want. Let's not dissect. If I guess if we dissect this even more, I might end up hating this movie. But I really love. I really love this movie. It's fives all around. Yeah, I just wish I just wish there were more victims, but who knows? Maybe in another movie there's going to be more victims. Ooh, yeah. You just have to finish all eight of them or whatever many they're made after this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, and we don't even want to talk about Dewey and uh, the latter movies. No. <laughs> all right. So. That's it for Scream. Um, both of us loved it. Yeah. So, to end, uh, I'm going to give you guys a cool little horror recommendation. Uh, go visit Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, it's been there forever. There's like 18,000 Confederate soldiers buried there, two U.S. presidents. 25 generals. Uh, it's also apparently home of the Richmond Vampire. Oh. And there have been legends even as late as, or yeah, as late as 2021 that people have seen this vampire going in and out of the cemetery. Really? Yes. I'm kind of curious to want to go there now, but not really. I'll stay in the car. <laughs> no, we'll go during the daytime. Okay, that's better. So the tomb uh, of this vampire is is apparently uh, marked as uh, by W W Pool is the name. So we'll we'll see if it's uh, disturbed. Cool. We'll see. All right. Anything from you to end this? Yeah, I was recently in San Diego, and there is, I highly recommend checking it out if you're in California, the Hotel del Coronado. Uh, it's supposed to be a haunted hotel, and people staying in room 02 have reported, or 302, sorry, 302 have reported all sorts of paranormal phenomena. So, book yourself a hotel. <laughs> book yourself a room in 302. <laughs> And see for yourself. But the hotel is nice, though. There's some nice uh, historic photos and stuff like that. And just the uh, aesthetics of the whole building look nice. But I recommend checking that out. 
One day we're just going to have to vlog that we're visiting all these spots that we're recommending. Because no one's ever going to believe that we've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll post a selfie, damn it. And just AI generate it. (laughs) Speaking of AI. Yeah. No, that's horrific. Oh. (laughs) What a way to end on. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, Please like and subscribe slash that button and stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.